This is Advisor 3.0, a show designed to help you as a financial advisor elevate your professional practice, transform your clients' lives, and take your business to the next level. I am Abraham Okusoya. Welcome to the show. There is no shortage of discussions about how broken the technology powering financial advice in the UK and, and elsewhere in the world is. Uh, but very, very few people are crazy enough to try to solve this problem. One of those crazy ones um, is Nikki Civil. Uh, my guest today, she's the co-founder of Woven Advice. Nikki, welcome to Advisor 3.0. Hello, Abraham. Thank you for that introduction. Thanks for having me. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Uh, I, I, I've seen Woven Advice um, at, at a number of events. You know, I follow you on, on LinkedIn and, and um, you know, I, I've been fascinated, fascinated by uh, what you're building. And, and this is, for me, an opportunity to, you know, get to understand uh, you and the business and, and what you're up to. So for the purpose of our listeners, uh, tell us a little bit about your, your journey. How did you, uh, how, how did the path lead you to, uh, you know, co-founding uh, Woven Advance? Great. So uh, it, it's been a long journey and, it, and it's had lots of turns left, left and right, which uh, I think most people can probably express they, they've had in their career. Um, I started out as uh, training as a financial planner over in Australia. Um, and one of the things I noticed right. really in my really early in my career is how much I loved helping everyone in the, in the companies I worked with with their tech. Um, I, think, I think that's an early sign for, for probably anyone who who might look to go into tech in the future. If you're that person who ends up fixing the IT problems in the office, it's a signal. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not a job that everyone loves. Uh, I think, you know, to be known by your family as the one that fixes the computer, but uh, it, it's a good signal for what you should be doing. So, so I, uh, so I took a pivot. I, I took my uh, financial planning um, qualifications and education and, and decided to move into the tech space. Uh, and moved across the UK and worked for um, a, a well-known company. Um, do I admit it on here? Do I do I say it? Please. <laughs> I worked. I worked for How did you guess? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I was brought over in a really exciting time when Iris had just bought Avello and had the ambitious target mm. of. Um, migrating everyone from X Plan to, sorry, advisor office onto X Plan, um, and this was back in 2013 um, and 2014, and we, you know, we're now in in 2023, and and we. Iris have finally achieved that goal, um, but I, I like to think of myself as as one of the the pioneers on that on that journey. So I guess that, you know, my tech career then, you know, kicked off from there. That was 10 years ago. Um, 10 years ago, I started helping financial planning businesses on their transformation journey with tech. You spend uh, about a decade or so at IRS. At what point did you decide that you were going to, to set up Woven? 
I, I, for my sins, I did not stay at Iris for, for a decade. I stayed for about five right. years. And one of the reasons I left and one of the passions that's been burning for, you know, the, the latter five years is a way to help financial planners transform their practice and implement tech. Um, you, you mentioned, sorry, I'll t- t- take a second. You mentioned early on in that introduction that you have to be, you know, crazy to take on tech in this industry because it's, <laughs> it's, it's a bit of shambles. <laughs> but I, I, I would like to, you know, put my hand up in the air and say, so many businesses don't even get to the point of experiencing, you know, tech for what it should be because there's so much more going on around their data, um, around their practice. Mm. Um, you know, the, our industry is full of, of fantastic entrepreneurial small businesses, but small businesses are very rarely given the tools, you know, the enterprise tools that mm. those big organizations get to to invest in their data and their infrastructure and to get themselves in a position where they can benefit from the technology. And that's that's what I really discovered um, on on this tech journey, on this journey at Iris. Um, and so when I left Iris, I went to start, you know, to find ways to try and solve this pro- these problems. And I started working for some startups, and I did a lot of consultancy, uh, both with um, wealth managers and with tech companies, um, to 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 slowly edge us towards towards solving this problem, to the point where I started up Woven Advice, um, and we started up last year. And our goal at Woven Advice is to help financial planning businesses transform their business, transform their data into a way that enables them to adopt new technology, um, experience efficiencies, reduce the cost of operations in their practice, um, and ultimately, you know, start to become more profitable as businesses. That's that's, that's wonderful. I mean... No, no, absolutely great, great stuff. Um, the 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 thing I find is when you, uh, as you did, and I was opportunity, I, I, I was I had the privilege to to do, when you uh, work with advisors in a uh, consultancy capacity, and you work with myriads of firms you actually get to see um, how disjointed or fragmented the the technology stack and the data is. Um, and I guess, you know, did you, did you, like I did, experience quite a, a great deal of frustration, um, you know, saying to people, um, either the provider of the technology, the providers of the technology or advisors to say, well, look, th- this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. This doesn't quite work. And, and you get tired and frustrated uh, of, of keep telling people. And so you decide, actually, sod it. I'm just going to create a company or create a business that, that actually solves this problem uh, for, for people. I, yeah, I think that's 100% it. And that, that is what drives us, isn't it? Is that, you know, in a consulting capacity, you really only have so much opportunity to, to help with change. Um, you know, you're, you're helping deliver someone else's vision um, but you're constantly saying, here, here are some workarounds, you know, oh, we can't do that. Oh, the technology can't do that. Mm, this is why you can't do X, Y, Z. Um, and I, I think that's it when you're in a, in a situation or the type of person that, you know, gets fulfilled by actually helping people solve problems. Um, sitting in consultancy is not the right place. Um, building something yourself really is. 
Indeed. All right. Okay. So I'm going to ask you that infuriating question that I got asked several times uh, when I was when I was setting up timeline, which is, what problem are you actually trying to solve? Break it down for me. Right. So we are, we are trying to. I guess there's two parts to this question. We are trying to provide data liquidity for wealth managers and financial advisors. Now. The problem mm. behind that that illiquidity of data um, really stems from a number of things, and I think you know this is why, again, as you said, who is crazy enough to solve this? Because it's such a big problem. It's so embedded in our industry, and it's not just um, talking about um, you know people within a firm manually keying data in and, and let's say bringing errors into the business. It comes from integrations it comes from technology adoption between you know some of the biggest players in the in the field um there is you know a, a problem that um you know involves involves data but at every level of this industry and a financial advisor um, particularly an independent one is right at the middle of that because they're a consumer as much as they are a user of this data um, and they are the ones that mm. are collecting data from so many different sources, but in no position of power to actually do something about it. So the problem we're trying to solve is we're trying to help financial advisors get clean, reliable, um, full sources of data for their clients so that they can more efficiently run their practice. So you did some work um you know, on, on the UK advice technology map. Uh, and there, there is a lot I disagree with on the way that you sliced uh, the, um, the, the different players and what they do. Uh, I disagree with uh, these things because it was very different or different than the way that I, <laughs> I had done it. <laughs> And so I'm thinking, who are these crazy people who, you know, who disagree with Abraham, who dare to do How this? Dare we? <laughs> um, but but the more I the more I look at it, the more I see that there is actually um, a, a, a lot uh, of underlining uh, similarity, you know. And so 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 I will come back to this the, this uh, point about data but the point is you know from the work you've done um you know I did some similar things similar previously that basically tried to divvy the type of technology that advisors are using mm. into uh different categories okay. and so you know you created this map uh you know which is uh you know you know, looked at what kind of technology. Uh, I'm going to ignore the pre-sales. I know they're important, but I'm going to ignore the well, the pre-sale. You uh, using industry type, uh, sorry, uh, you know, generic technology um, out there. Then you have onboarding, which tend to be industry tools. Then you have advice. Uh, you know, so that will be mostly cash flow modeling, product research. Um, and so you you know then you have the back office uh, you have uh, you know uh, platforms in this picture uh, and and i guess the question is where does where does woven advice sit in all of this because you have client data in each of these tools mm -hmm. so 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 
Is the idea that you're sitting in the middle of all of this somewhere? So, so a spoiler, I um, actually have just recreated that map and I have changed the categories. So I'll, I'll give a bit of... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will agree with so you this time. So I'll send you the new one as, a, as an early, early viewer, if you don't mind, to assess it for me. Please. <laughs> I, Thank um, you. But, but, but let's, let's go back to the way I structured it in that document. So um, as you could probably see in the previous pages of that, of that um, kind of summary of UK tech that I talked through, I was viewing it from a from a journey, um, an advice journey point of view. So if you're a financial advisor and you're looking through kind of understanding transformation at different parts of your business, then you're not, you shouldn't be thinking about the tool and what the tool does. You should be thinking about what your business is trying mm. to achieve. So, you know, when mm. you're, do, when you're looking at onboarding, it's a specific stage in that journey. And I, I'll admit putting, you know, that version of the advice map was really, really challenging because you have technology that does mm. everything. They do have things that do, you know, mm. things at the start, things at the end, things, you know, the, the let's say the portal and, um, and valuations aggregation, which, you know, come hand in hand are, and are really important, but then how do you document that in, in a nice little journey and some pictures? So it was really challenging. And, and I actually, you know, got a lot of feedback from different people saying, oh, I think I'm in the wrong box or I should be in all of the boxes because everyone has a different perspective. Um, <laughs> and so interestingly, what, you know, the, the future version is actually breaking it into a, a look on the tools and then a look in the journey as two different things, because it does come down to what you're trying to achieve when you're assessing technology um and and what it is you're trying to do um but to the second part of your question um where does woven advice fit so uh, i mean that's great that is a great question and i i would like to say that we do fit in all of the boxes because the data is what really sits underneath everything in the advice journey um, in, in my new version, we've got a nice little box that talks about data and aggregation um, because that, that is what we're focusing on. But I'm also, I'm also really keen to set up a really a new category, um, which is something that, um, you know, we haven't, you know, we talked a lot about the problem, but we haven't really talked about the solution. Um, and one of those problems that we talked about was, was the fluidity of data and, and how you get it from one place to another. And that comes down to integrations. Now, we know that everyone likes to talk about integrations and moan about them. Um, I think it was, you know, we used to moan about the technology, but now we understand about integrations and APIs. So we want to talk about that. Now we have taken, taken the task upon ourselves um, to build integrations on behalf of providers um, in the UK, because we know that this needs to be fixed. It's a problem. Um, and any, it, integrations are really challenging to build they're really challenging to convince your company to invest into they're really really difficult to get on on the top of the back, backlog and and every different company has a you know a, a, a so many reasons things like tech debt and, and infrastructure and reasons why they can't do where they can't build these integrations themselves so we have decided to come in and help with that integrations journey and so i want to see on the advice map on on my future advice map is that Woven is the line between every one of those little little logos that sit on the map. A new category. Mm. Incredible stuff. So, so there, there's a couple of important points. Um, a, I'm going to deviate. So one is integration. Mm -hmm. We'll come back to that. B, uh, so, sorry, second one is um, where where Woven actually sits today as the as the you know, is, am I right to think of it 
as a data lake or, or a middleware is what you're doing, basically sucking data, getting data from all these multiple sources where they currently reside and bringing them into an environment that is easier um, and, and understandable for the for the advisor. So so it's close. Um, we we are not doing a data lake strategy, and the reason for that is that we aren't just bringing data from all different sources and chucking it into a lake to let people fish for it themselves. We are actually taking data, um, building out structured integrations, structured standardized integrations, which actually do something. Um, so. We are sorting the data ourselves. We're re reformatting it. We're putting it into a data schema that it can be consumed by everyone in the market. And then we are providing an API. Um, that means people can consume it as best they can the way they want to. Or in the, in the instance where we are building the integrations, we can actually make that data flow from one to the other. Now, the reason behind that is because a data lake strategy in an environment where the data is not reliable um, is, is a recipe for disaster. If you're taking bad quality mm. data, sticking it in a, in a lake or a pond or, or whatever size it is, um, then it's not really solving the problem. The firms mm. have had, you know, decades worth of data that they're storing, you know, whether it's, in, however they're storing it, spreadsheets, paper, or, or in CRMs, um, you know, how many advisors out there can put up their hand and say, I am completely confident that my data is accurate. Um, and until you're at that point, um, you, you know, a data lake strategy is is a bit of a dream. Mm, so no. where you I, said, I, I you know, sorry, Karen. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're, you're you know your next suggestion around us being the middleware. Yeah, you know, part of our solution is to become the middleware right. for that data transfer. Uh, understood. Uh, understood. So, so um, as an advisor, what kind of uh, data or metric? Um, so once you've taken this data, uh, A, what kind of data do you take? Is it essentially just client? Does it uh, dovetail into business, uh, you know, metrics yeah. such as my revenue, my cost, that sort of thing? Yeah, so so quite quite early in our journey, we, we, had, a, we had a look at everything from an advisor's point of view. And we decided, we thought, if you were an advisor, do you want to buy data? No, because, you know, you, mm. it is your data. You shouldn't be buying anything there. Um, do you want to buy integrations? Not really, because everyone you work with should mm. be providing integrations in, in, in 2023. Um, and, you know, at least by 2030, they will. Um, and, you know, what is it <laughs> as, as, a, as a financial advisor or, you know, a, a practice owner, what is it you want to know? Like, what is it that your data should be giving you? What is that incentive to improve the quality um, and, and give back to your practice? Because if it's just about employing people to, you know, to clean, clean the data so that things work slightly faster then you know, whatever, I'm happy employing people that, you know, take a bit longer to do the reviews, et cetera, et cetera. So what we decided as our, um, our first, let's say, product that an advisor could actually see a tangible benefit from, not just data pipes and, and, and data running mm. through the, the ecosystem. We said, what can we give back to them? And we decided that we needed to help uh, financial advisors understand what their data, that data can give them. And that's business metrics and management information. Mm. And we also know, you know, having, having worked in, in the industry for such a long time, um, 
MI has always been a massive struggle, a massive struggle from whatever software that they might be using um, and, and for just the business on a whole. And, and that, you know, creates a legacy, a, a culture of, of, you know, not putting data analytics first or business intelligence first in, in any kind of business owner's mind, just because it's, it was too difficult to get. So we, what we have built in our first woven advice product, woven MI, um, as such, is is taking our our early integrations of data um, and presenting it into a dashboard um, that gives a new look on the information within that practice. And you know, at, at these early stages, it's actually quite simple because a simple um, representation is all that's really necessary. But all clients um, and all plan information, revenue information, and being able to cut it in any way you want without having to do data exports, VLOOKUPs, um, pivot tables, um, <laughs> just to be, able to, to be able to get the metrics for your business because, you know, that, that's what any business o- owner deserves. Um, one of my favorite examples, you go into, um, uh, if you were running an e-commerce business, um, you might be using Shopify as, a, as your platform. Um, Shopify has an app marketplace and I went on to it to have a look at how many analytics dashboards you could get um, to understand, um, you know, what's going on in your business, how much you're selling per month and, and, and what your trends are. Um, there were a thousand apps that people had built just to do analytics on your Shopify account. Right. And then, of right. course, I went into the IO app store and, and looked for analytics and, and, and it wasn't really a thing at all. So I think our industry has been let down um, by this, you know, inability to understand basic MI, but not just that, it, it really is the data behind it. And so in building Woven MI, we know that it's going to be challenging. Um, a lot of firms are, are going to, you know, pull up a dashboard and go, those metrics don't look right. Um, but that to us is that first stage in saying, this is what you could be getting. This is what you could be learning about your business. Mm. Um, and this is where we need to get to. So our Woven MI will, you know, track that journey of transformation, whether it's, you know, just a small internal transformation or the whole industry as a whole as the data gets better. Powerful stuff. Uh, th- thank you, Nikki. So I know that you looked at integrations. Um, mm. You know, APIs is or the lack thereof um, is is a bugbear of mine. Uh-huh, and so <laughs> talk to me. Ab- <laughs> talk to me about the, you know, what you found when you when you looked at um, integrations um, within the advice tech space. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this one around just to start with and um, talk, tell tell a story. Not even really a story, just an experience I've had. I've been um, product man- manager for for a number of advice tech apps. Now they weren't you know t- um, tech mm. that I'd worked on from the beginning. Um, I wasn't you know responsible for a lot of those early stages of development. Um, some of them I wish I had had. They're phenomenal phenomenal products um but what my one of the experiences i had and being so passionate about data portability and integrations i come into a role i come into managing a product and i say we need integrations um so this is an example to kind of which you abraham will know inside and out but i I think a lot of people don't really get this insight of the challenge to be able to convince um, an entire business, an entire product team, um, you know, the, the C-suite of, of a technology company that integrations is a mm. business case that they should be spending their money on. 
Mm. I think I, I actually, uh, I know for a fact that, that you guys are absolutely phenomenal with these business cases and that you you can see the benefit from doing this. But I think you're, you're really in the minority um, because so many product providers will say, hmm, integrations, that's really expensive. Um, I keep hearing, you know, from my solutions architect that, that oh, there's a lot of tech debt. We'll have to refactor something. If you don't know what that word means, then you're probably lucky. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to any 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 tech tech uh, business owner, it, it's the it's one of the scariest words when one of your team tells you you have to refactor something, um, almost rebuild it. Let's say rebuild it. Um, but but that you know that is what comes up in in a in a workshop or in a meeting room when you're talking about building integrations um, and APIs. And so I you know as much as I want to bash and complain about the APIs in the industry, um, I'm I'm very realistic in, in understanding why they're a challenge and and you know. I think why I like to talk about it so much is I think it's, it, it is about education. It's about educating everyone on that decision, um, in that decision tree, why integrations are, they're a necessity, they're a must have. And if you as a tech provider do not have an API or a way that someone can integrate into your business, um, or even, you know, put your own integrations first, then you will never be able to make it in this industry um, because it's a hygiene factor. Um, it's something that is is necessary. It was necessary a long time ago, but now it, it is critical. I couldn't agree, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Um, but you looked at integration, so talk to me about what you looked at um, <laughs> existence of API two way integrations uh, in the advice space. What did you find? Hmm. You're going to drag it out to me, <laughs> drag it out from me. <laughs> it, it's not good. Um, it is not good. I like the, the story of, uh, of APIs. APIs is the standardization of the integration messaging service. And I think, you know, a lot of people say an integration isn't an integration unless it's an API. And, you know, that that is false. You know, someone hmm. picking up a, a an Excel or CSV of data and sticking it in a folder to automate the retrieval of it, that, that in essence is an integration. Um, it's just not a very good one. Um, and funnily enough, our industry is built on that. Um, and, you know, I think there's, there's a few challenges at play. One is the, the volume of data um, that our industry needs to transfer when you're looking at things like bulk transactions um, makes people think there's a very, very high risk in changing the way we do things. So they think, oh, let's, let's keep mm. doing what we're doing. Let's keep using um, the old standards. You know, bearing in mind... APIs um, is, let's say, industry standard. It's not industry standard for financial advice. It's industry standard for tech, for global tech. It, you know, everyone, everyone on the corners of the earth came together and said, yeah, APIs are how we are going to start, um, uh, 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 is one of the methodologies we're going to start using to help the transfer of data. Um, and so for our industry to kind of look at them and go, ooh, you know, Oh, this API thing mm, looks like a bit too much effort. Is is you know is a is a critical error um, in in my opinion. But I do think the industry is getting better. I think everyone everyone recognises, and I think the education has been working in the last couple of years. And conversations are getting a lot a lot better. So I think what it comes down to is firms that have lack, no API or or a very bad API. Um, are starting to uh, recognizing that and saying we need to do something about it. Now the firms that are going to be able to do something 
um, and actually, you know, continue to innovate are those ones that have an innovation culture. They have an ability to, to develop fast, experiment, be agile, be lean, um, and start to get something out there. Um, and, and that's where Woven API comes in. Um, Woven advice is that we, we will be able to work and it help businesses experiment on that, you know, work lean so that they don't need to have a full <clears throat> all singing and all dancing set of APIs that does everything, everything necessary. Um, they can start small. They can they can start to to bridge that gap in the industry um, and get out there. I like how as a as a founder, you are very very nice for a founder of a tech company dealing in this um, industry. I will tell you my own experience, and 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 you can tell me to to shove it right. But I'll tell you my own experience. My my experience when when I founded Timeline. Um, in uh, 2018, thereabouts, um, the the intention was that we were going to um, integrate with, you know, back office systems. By that, you know, back office systems. I don't, you know, if you can call them CRMs, but I'll use the industry term: back office systems, mm -hmm. platforms. Um, what else? You know, we even envisaged the idea of integrating to other advice tools by that i mean um you know risk profiling some people suggested in the early days um that we consider integrating with cash flow modeling um you see where i'm going with this um but even you know portfolio analytics tools mm -hmm. so naively i said i thought yeah let's let's go let's do this uh, you know, and we raised our seed round at the time, probably, I think it was, I don't know, 1.7 million pounds. Um, and over the subsequent, um, over the subsequent uh, year, over the subsequent 12 months, we dedicated a lot of our energy and resources to integrating with platforms, mm -hmm. with platforms and, and back office systems to start with. Well, when that process set started, I had some air. Do you see? Do you see any air now? I have no air left. Uh, <laughs> um, you, you know, at the end of a year process, long process, yeah. I fundamentally gave up. Hmm. When I say gave up, on the idea of um, integrating um, in the way that we want to with with. Uh, all these uh, providers um, in, in the industry. So don't, don't get me wrong. Today, we have what you will call integrations with 16 different platforms, but only, um, I'm trying to think, two or three of those are API-led integrations, mm -hmm. right? Based on API-based integrations. The rest are kind of, CSV, uh, you know, the, 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 the good old fashioned SML, XML files, mm -hmm. as you said, I, uh, you know, you can say that that's not integration. That's what I would say. I would say, well, you know, that's not really integration. You're right. It is integration because you can get data to flow, but it's not efficient. I don't really think, I mean, I don't really think that it's, it's, it's a basis for a sustainable model. And I have to, you know, I have to say that 
I completely agree with you that the fundamental problem in financial advice space is the uh, disaggregation of data, client data all over the place, mm -hmm. you know. But I am not sure I buy the idea that even a middleware can solve this because if you have, you know, 80% of providers don't have a functional API, uh, that you can use to integrate. We looked at some of these middlewares in the industry, or like things like Origo Integration Hub. Yes, I mentioned their name. They can come and get me. Um, <laughs> there's one others that I'm trying to remember. Uh, we, we looked at all these things. Um, and at the time, they weren't really usable. They weren't really in the usable form because you're still relying on the underlining provider to supply uh, the data to you somewhere that we can then go and get. So far, through, I mean, I, I remember looking at some of the uh, roadmap and they said to me, uh, you know, by 2023, we would have this uh, link. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking, if, if we waited, if we wait for this to happen in 2023, we will be dead. Uh, <laughs> and 2023 has come and nearly gone. Uh, the, the integration is not there. My point is that, and so we went on a slightly different, like a very different journey, which is to actually try to build a lot of the client journey in-house, mm -hmm. uh, you know, fact, find, risk profile. We went down the route of building our own full-blown full, full blown, uh, cash flow modeling tool. Uh, you know, we went down the, the route of building our own investment uh, analytics tools. Um, now, as I said, we still have to plug in data with, you know, to third-party platforms. But but it's it's in my view the way the entire industry is, is stacked up right now. I don't really believe that um, providers you can by being nice to them <laughs> uh, persuade uh, you know yeah. CEOs of large platforms and providers mm. to start building APIs. But you're a far more optimistic <laughs> and much well, younger need, person. I'm, I'm gonna go cry now. <laughs> No, <laughs> joking. I actually, do you know, there's like uh, so obviously so much that, you know, I, I'd love to talk to, with you about and that experience and, and thoughts of that. But I think, you know, one of one of the, the things that come to mind, you know, almost in response is that um, I actually, I started trying to work on this problem in, in 2019. Um, and, mm. and I, you know, almost, almost stumbled on trying to to get wealth managers to buy into the vision let alone the platforms and the providers um when i first started this journey in you know 18 months ago again um i i didn't wealth managers were great they were on board they understand it uh, understood it sorry and platform providers were you know couldn't really get much there now the conversations i have had in 2023 are very different um and i'm excited by it and and yes I, i'm definitely optimistic but I, I won't just say it's about me being nice to them it's they're actually being nice to me and they're being nice to everyone else and they're being they they you know are so different um the conversations i'm having this year compared to last year let alone 2019 are so so different and you know i, I have to stay optimi uh, optimistic and positive 
that you know they are the beginning of the ch that change um so so i you know i i'm going to um to to, to not go off and cry <laughs> and 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 just you know really really suggest that you're wrong in that sense because i need to be right um but but no i i think there there is a there is a shift there is a movement i have concerns about the pace in which everyone will be able to innovate and change um but being yeah. nice, nice to each other um, is is definitely part of part of my style, and I think um, you know it, this is about building a network. And so uh, you know whatever you know whatever we need to do to help bring everyone on the journey journey, we we will. And um, that you know probably brings me to the next point, which is um, about companies doing what they do best. Um, and I think that's a, that's another challenge with a lot of businesses in, in building integrations is that they're really good at building a, let's say, a cash flow model and an a, a absolutely phenomenal chart that has all of the rules that you need and, you know, it's instant responses. That's a different skill set to building an API and building um, a, a really, really robust um, data infrastructure within your business. Um, not every technology provider you know, is going to be the best at their integration architecture. Um, and so we, we want to help every business to get there. We want to provide a best in class. We want to provide a, um, that, that guide to help, help businesses succeed. And we will do that for the platform providers and we'll do that for technology providers and we'll do that for back offices um, because, you know, we only win when everyone's winning in this sense. Um, so wonderful wonderful i like the 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 positivity i think you know as an entrepreneur absolutely as an entrepreneur the the only thing you can be is uh you know is is be be positive and you know i think you got something special you know if if the business model works which is that you get uh platforms i'm going to say legacy platforms to pay you to build uh you know apis and integrations uh for them um and you get wealth managers and wealth wealth managers to uh also pay you to access that integration it's win 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 um you know uh, as a business model at least that's the way i'm i'm, I'm thinking about it yeah, and I, I think, you know, you look at how much money um, is in the industry and how much of a spotlight there is on things like AI. Um, everyone mm. sees AI as the golden prize to to sp speed right. up everything in their business. And, and this is not just in terms of, you know, being able to pro provide automated advice, but, you know, every business, all the platform providers are looking at how they can use AI. How can, for example, what we're looking at, how can we use AI to automate data mapping um, between d different integrations? Um, you know, AI is absolutely everywhere, but AI requires quality data. You know, quality data prob Thank probably you. requires this is AI I to get there, but <laughs> there is a prize. There is a prize it's for solving this problem um, and a prize for advice firms and a prize for everyone. Yeah, that, and that's a question I was going to ask you about how you see AI impacting what financial advisors do or improving um you know efficiencies the way we do things within 
within advice firms. But you touched on the nerve of what I've told uh, every time I've been asked about AI, which is, you know, my question is, AI needs data. You need data. Well, you need somebody needs to train the model. And then, of course, you need to feed it with, with the right data. And so w- what are your thoughts in terms of where we are in that process of actually being able to... Um, you know, I- improve efficiencies within advice businesses uh, with yeah. with AI. Yeah, I mean, so if we look at you know before this recent wave of Gen AI, um, we've got you know two examples that come to mind. One is is the robo advice. Um, do we say experiment or, or journey? Um, and robo advice shows you know without it being a, a complete Gen AI experience, it is a it is an automated service, and so there's a lot of a lot of um, different AI processes and machine learning that goes in to provide the algorithms to create advice um, for clients without having an advisor in the loop. Now, you know, that that's proven, that was done. Um, and, and what that showed was that, yes, we can automate advice, but no clients don't necessarily want that. Um, so, you know, we were sol- they were solving a problem, but not necessarily the right problem. Um, now, we then take, you know, jump over to an example that, you know, is actually, there's a lot, a lot of content about it. So I'd really encourage anyone to look up it, look it up. Um, but Morgan Stanley's experience with um, AI tools. Um, and they mm. started, I think they went, started working on, um, I can't remember the name, next best um, something, um, a, a tool that would uh, enable advisors to, to understand what the next best step was for their clients um, and to start to use automation mm. to do that. And it started out as a, um, a very much not AI, um, kind of a rules-based engine that said, based on the data we've mm. got, if this happens, this is the most likely mm. next step that you should be advising your clients on. Um, and slowly over time, that iterated to become smarter and smarter with, with more and more AI involved. And they say that I think it was in the first few months of of the year 2020 when COVID happened, the tool was used something like 11 million times by financial advisors um, because they were inundated with, with, you know, queries and and requests from clients to help them out in that financially stressful time. Um, And I think, you know, again, this is before Gen AI. This is a phenomenal example um, of how AI was enabled advisors to be able to help their clients run their operations faster so that they could help more people at that time. Um, you know, without going into the specifics of that, that is an experiment that that showed that a company that had a vision, um, had a vision around AI and around automation um, and built that over a number of years, focusing on their data first, because that is what you have to do. You cannot just come in with um, exactly as you said, you can't. You need to feed the data to be able to get the results. You can't expect something to magic up um, the answer when it comes to financial advice. And so, what I see is that we need to pull together here. We need to um, we need to work together so that we can improve the data landscape because there is not enough data. As much as we like to say there's so much data in, in financial advice, but in the UK there is not enough data to be able to start to to teach these models. Um, what needs to be done for all scenarios of financial advice. So congrats, financial advisors will stay in the loop. <laughs> <laughs> but 
to be able to start to automate better, we need to start to fix this data problem and we need to start to pull together. And, and we really hope that Woven, Woven Advice will be able to help on that journey um, in, in unifying that data model for the industry. Wonderful, wonderful stuff, uh, Nikki. Um, thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for your your, your wisdom. Uh, can I just ask you, and do you have any parting words that you want to say to our listeners? You know, if financial advisors, uh, financial advisors li listening to this, what should they be doing? What, what what steps can they start to take in 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 the in their business to? Uh, lay the foundation for the right data and uh, take their business to the next level. Um, I, you know, I I like personally like to help businesses on you know understanding transformation um, and you know improving their businesses naturally. Given my experience, um, I you know my one of the things that I harp on about is that you can't start transformation project without goals, um, without understanding what you're trying to achieve. Perhaps that's, you know, perhaps that's a North Star or something really, really specific um, or, or, or a holistic, a holistic transformation that you're trying to achieve to completely transform your practice. Um, but understand what those goals are and those objectives and make make them smart. We call them in capitals. So specific, um, measurable actual numbers that you can say, I want to increase my let's say I want to increase my client bank from this number to this number in this certain period of time um, so that so that you know you so that you can track your your progress and your success and, and always be able to center back to to why you're doing it and what you're doing um, you know our the the piece i'm talking about around data cleansing and and being you know intimately involved with your data is just part of that step um, it is just one of the actions that that most firms should be doing if they're not already. Um, but really understanding the purpose of that transformation, um, you know, have a have a deep look into what it is your business is trying to achieve, um, and then and then finding the steps to get there. There's always are always achievable. Wonderful. And your paper, you know, the the next uh, the the next version of your uh, unlocking the power of advice tech. When is that out? Where can we find it? Where can can we find more about about you? We will be putting uh, getting the our next advice tech map out in early in the new year, um, along with some services right. to help advisors find tech that they're looking for. So not just a lovely PDF. Um, and we are also will be providing some some great content on on integrations and APIs that you know may or may not be interesting to advisors, but part of our nice strategy to get everyone on board in the industry. Um, but you know, I, I welcome anyone to you know we love hearing about different challenges with data portability, whether it's integrations or, or data cleansing. So I encourage anyone to reach out and come chat to me. Wonderful stuff. Uh, Nikki Civil, thank you very much for your time, for your wisdom and for the incredible work you do. Thank you. And thank you for having me here, Abraham. It's lovely to chat. That's it up on today's show. Massive, massive thanks to my production crew, especially Jake Osha, Melissa Canam, and the entire team. And of course, to our sponsor, Timeline, the market leading provider of integrated planning technology and model portfolio service to advisors. 
I do hope you've enjoyed today's show. Head over to Apple Podcast and give us your review there. Until next time, goodbye.